Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm okay. I'll be better in like five minutes. How are you? Well, uh, in five minutes, we'll all be a better people for what we're going to hear. But before that, uh, with us, the debonair, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call you the lead singer for debonair. The lead, as long as the other news don't watch this podcast, great. <laughs> lead vocalist for Debonair, uh, uh, formerly with LockedOnBangles.com. Our family, Mr. Andre Edwards. Andre, how are you today? I am fantastic. Like, I've been looking forward to this ever since about the Bengals' uh, sixth win of the season. Yep, it started to feel real. It's when it, when they beat, when they beat. Uh, when they beat Baltimore and beat them the back, first time, I felt good. And then they yeah. lost that Cleveland game and got a little shaky. Yeah. And after that, everything started falling into place where it needed to. So, uh, that being said, well, does anybody know what the Bengals record was before we get it? I mean, we're going to talk about the Bengals like crazy. That's what this is. This is a, this is going to be the playoff preview for the Cincinnati Bengals. We've never got to do this on this podcast. No, it's so, great. It's, I'm loving it, but does anybody know what the record was for the Bengals? Yeah, I know what you're. Like I know three, what you're doing. Three and no, no, that was it. Wasn't three and something. it wasn't three and fourteen. I don't think. No. Although, like, somebody Is said that, three and fourteen. Somebody, I swear, somebody said three and fourteen. Hilarious guys, hilarious. Huh. And we didn't oh, go play. No, yeah, we. Had, oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, didn't we make a bet at the beginning of the year? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, yeah, because because I remember me and Adam talking about how we always wanted to hear Andre sing. We want to hear Andre sing. So we keep trying to make a bet. We did the acapella bet, didn't we? Right? Yes, sing we did. R&B song acapella on the podcast. Oh, we did. We God, did. You guessed three wins. Andre, how many did you, would you have? Eight? I think I had eight? eight. I had eight. I had nine. Uh-huh. So that pretty much puts you in the cellar there, Schmitty. You uh, you prepared for this today? I'm as prepared as I will ever be, which is not at all. And uh, first I'm of all, prepared. <laughs> I would like to say you guys are not prepared for this. I promise you, you don't know how bad this is going to be. <laughs> first of all, Chris, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to you, Chris, because you were the actual winner. But this bet has nothing to do with winning. It's just about no. who comes in last. <laughs> do not come in last. And I was, I was so last. It, I was, I was done halfway through the season. Maybe not even that. It, it was the worst. It was bad. Worst done after prediction I've ever made. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Three and 14 was Adam's prediction and it's gone. Adam, uh, have you chose a song? Do you want to do this first, or do you want to talk about the Bengals for a little bit? First? I want to do it. No, I want to do it right this very second. Okay, Adam, have you chose a song? So I have two songs in mind um, that I would sing. Just because the last time last year, you uh, you were doing the singing, Chris, and you were kind enough to give Andre a uh, a choice, and so I'm going to do the same thing. Choices. I like choices. And uh, so the choices are Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell <laughs> or If I Ever Fall in Love, parentheses again, by Shy. Okay. 
This is fantastic. I don't, I don't know that you, you can't can lose two better R&B songs to do. <clears throat> two of my all-time favorites. As you all know, I was a uh, member of the R&B group Debonair. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dyer was a member? Is there something Man, that I don't still, know about? Look here. Look here. We're, we're old, married, have multiple children. <laughs> Nobody's signing this anytime soon, bro. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, there's still a chance for me to be going to Vegas at some point. In time. At some point. We're, we're, if COVID would ever go away, we'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, If I Ever Fall in Love with Chai, man. So that's a, that's a classic. And Debonair has sung that for many a talent show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yes. In, our, in our younger days. So, hey, hey, no, hey, nothing, uh, no, no pressure there. But Debonair is saying that for many a talent shows, and you have the lead yeah. vocalist for Debonair on the line with us right now. So no pressure there, big dog. So, awesome. This is the so best podcast I've ever been on in my life. I'm singing it to a person that actually knows how to really sing it. That's great. I can't wait for this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mute my microphone so you can't hear me laugh. And, and here's the other thing: I'm drinking hot tea like it's gonna make a difference. Like it's gonna. Hey, you know what, brother? Hey, warm them pipes up, baby. Get them ready. You don't want to hurt nothing. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm 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 bringing up the lyrics because I have such bad performance anxiety. I will. It's like taking a test. I will get answers wrong that I know because I'm so <laughs> nervous about this. All right. Ready? Oh yeah. I'm not gonna be able to look at you guys. Gosh. <clears throat> the very first time that I saw your brown eyes, your lips said hello and I said hi. I knew right then you were the one. But I was caught up in physical attraction. But to my satisfaction, baby, you were more than just a face. And if I ever fall in love again, I will be sure that the lady is a friend and if i ever fall in love so true i will be sure that the lady's just like you the very next time she will be my friend if I say that I could be your one and only promise, promise, promise that you'll never leave me lonely. I just want to be the one you need. Oh, baby. I just want to be the one to serve you. Sometimes I feel as if I don't deserve you. I cherish every moment that we share. And if I ever fall in love again, I will be sure will that, be sure the, that lady the lady is a friend. <laughs> and if I ever fall in love so true, 
I will be sure that the lady's just like you. Great job, bro. fantastic. You can Great do job. it. You, you can stop right there. That's fantastic. That's the best. I, you know what? I'm not sure. I, I think we would have lost a talent show to you on that. Ooh. I'm pretty sure we'd have lost. We'd have lost. Because that was money. That was money. That was good, bud. I'm, I'm impressed. That was I impressive. Tell you, I got to tell impressive. you. That was impressive. So here's, can I tell you from last year, the thing that I wish I would have done? Number one, I wish I wouldn't have drank before the podcast because I was so nervous. And it made me yell and scream a lot. And I wish that I would just kept my head down and just sang, just like it did the Adam. Just, just, and if I ever fall. I love that. It was good, man. So well done. Thank you. In my in my peripheral vision, I could see you guys moving around, but I I could not look up from the screen. Andre was doing I his can't act. Wait to he go had, back. He had the hand motions down. I, I could tell he <laughs> it was, was so good. I was feeling. Hey man, you touched me. You touched me. I felt it. Thank you. I remember I was in like I want to say like third grade or something when that song came out, and I I listened to it ten thousand times that, that uh. year. So good. I remember going, for some reason, one of the few memories I have from that far back was going on a field trip on a bus and having a cassette tape and like trading, passing the cassette tape around to my friends. And we all listened to that on our separate cassette, on our separate Walkman. Walkman. Yes. That's awesome. I mean, it's a classic. What do you want? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Sweating. Hey, way to, way to pay up, bro. Way to pay up. Thank you. I'm sweating. I'm this shade of red. I don't know if you can tell in there, but I'm so glad to be done with that. Let's talk about the Bengals, please. He has been talking about this for three weeks, dude. Three or four weeks. He's been talking about how nervous he is. He has been – it's been nonstop. Three or four weeks now. He can't – it was before the season was over because he's like, oh, my gosh, I love, there's no – I can't – I don't even know. I, I, I get, I'm – I that's how it's so been. It's been I'll tell you, so good. I well cycled through – Thank you. I, I, I cycled through so many different songs. I was going to do 15 different songs at some point before I settled on those two. I, I was listening. I'll tell you what, I was listening to debonair songs, trying to, to learn those songs, thinking. And it, I so, that, that, sir, would have won you major points. I, I wish I, you I, wouldn't have told him that because I was going to try that next time. I do it. That. Do it. I feel like I have like a he lock would, on on win, uh, losing this bet every year from now on because it was so bad this year but i wanted I to i wanted to do that but the the thing i had to figure out was and that's why i the the two options were a solo and a group song because i figured group songs were going to be harder to do for one person but honestly when i was practicing and i practiced a lot for some reason <laughs> i even though you couldn't tell I uh I felt like I sounded better singing that song than I did Can We Talk. And and I I feel like and Andre you're the you're the singing expert here but like I feel like singing Can We Talk I I wanted to ma- try to like almost match his voice and that's almost impossible. Way it was such a unique voice. And yeah. he was like 15 or something like that when he Correct. When he it. So it was really Correct. hard to do that song. I, I even like that song a little bit better I think, but but you know that that song by Shia was is one of my all-time favorites too so um i was kind of glad that you picked that because i felt a little bit better and it's a shorter song too there's like a one less verse i think so yes anyway yes. good work good work well done brother well done 
that was well done. I'm happy that that is a, I'm happy for you right now that the, the stress and the anxiety level can come down your blood pressure. I can already tell is down like 40 points. Well, I will tell you that my hands are still shaking. <laughs> <laughs> They're shaking. Oh, goodness oh, gracious. No, so the millions good. of people, the millions of people that, that's uh listen to and watch the podcast on every one of the on every one of our uh streaming sites that we're on whether it's iHeartRadio or apple or google or the, the spotify or the youtube or whatever are all going to tell you how great you did correct <laughs> thanks they'll be sarcastic we have but nothing thank but you loving fans <laughs> so uh let's get into this Bengals thing before we get into the Bengals. i'm sorry before we get into the Bengals, andre i have a little tiny beef with you first okay Last time you were on this podcast, you, uh, I don't know how it came up. Well, I think you were on when we did, um, I think the Mount Rushmore was apps, Mount Rushmore apps, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And, and you mentioned something about a, a a game called retro. I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on that note, on that note, I am in year 20 of retro. I've won 16 Super Bowls in 20 years. <laughs> Sounds like a I've tough been, game. <laughs> well, I I recently the I recently had to because it only goes up to level 16. It's dynamic, right? So yep. if you lose, then it makes the game easier. But the mm-hmm. more you win, they make it mm-hmm. harder. Once you get to 16, it doesn't get any harder. So I went to whatever the next level up where every team is just all five star everything. I've totally figured this game out. Drafting people is stupid, y'all. You just you, you boost your salary cap up and get your get your free agents. Uh, I I am I I'm I feel like I'm a star right now. I'm in year twenty. I'm gonna load this up so I can look at it. I'm just gonna give you my stats real quick. Twenty. Um, yeah, yeah, That's right here. So, like four. I don't know if you can see it. Can you can you see what that says right there? Why twenty? Yeah. Uh, that's year twenty. Holy crap. Year twenty. Uh, so. I just want to let you know that I have lost a lot of time of my life since you introduced me to this game. My and man. I don't, my wife is not happy with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not happy with you. It's, it's not, it's just not, it just hasn't been good. I don't know. There's a way to go and look at how many Super Bowls I won. I know there's a way to do it. Cause I just did it. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to let you know that you've ruined my life and <sighs> I'm going to have to delete the app. It's what I have to do with all these games that I do this stuff to. I'm going to have to delete the app. Just not yet. I want to get to your page. It was was good while it lasted. You had a good run. I I had a great run. I have a great, I had a great run. Can I ask you what year you're in? You were in year three when I talked. I think I'm in like year five now. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So Andre has found the balance. I can knock a season out in like 25 minutes. I'm running like two kids to soccer and futsal and lifting and sky. I'm like, there with you. It's just too much, man. It's too much. It is, I am in no different car than you are doing too, all the same stuff. It's too much. My, I can't go to sleep without playing three or four games. <laughs> can't do it. TV's on. We finally get There's only two days during the week that we don't have something going on. Yeah. And I, I TV's on. I just play that game. I don't, I just play it away. An hour go by. I got four seasons in. I'm ready to go. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about the Bengals. I'm all right. 
I'm done with that. Uh, so the Bengals are in the playoffs, guys. Holy crap. Like, holy crap. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. And we're playing a team that we've already beat and beat pretty handedly. Okay, now, the word of caution on that. Uh, if you remember, several years ago, I think it was 2014-ish, uh, we had gone out to, at the time, San Diego. Yes. And beat up on Phillip Rivers and the San Diego Chargers, really just out-physicaled them, just beat them down. Um, and a month later, they came to Paul Brown Stadium. They were a six-point underdog. And I believe the final score was somewhere around 27, 28 to six. In Sounds favor of San Diego. Right. So, I mean, yes, in theory and on paper, it's a team that you already beat by 19 points at their place. And they're coming here. All things being considered, you should win this game just based upon those facts alone. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that was like a, wasn't that like a three point game with five or six minutes to go. And then the Bengals had scored a bunch at the end of the game. So it was, it was, yeah. Um, the Bengals were winning and then uh, Vegas came back and made it a one score game. And then I think they had, we went on a, a big drive to score and then, I think Vegas had maybe two turnovers or something near the end that put us like back to back quick touchdowns that really pushed the score to to 19. So it was a pretty good, pretty close game the entire time. Now, some things to also remember at that time. One, we had just lost two games. We were coming off the bye week. This was a pretty important game for turning things around. Burrow wasn't the Burrow <clears throat> that he is now. I think he threw for some, I want to say like 138, 148 yards, maybe that game. Mixon went off, ran for a buck 25 um, and had a really good game. But, you know, uh, Burrow wasn't the Burrow that he is now. Um, the, the pocket presence, the uh, maneuverability, uh, the escapability and you know in the pocket those things just weren't weren't all the way there the way that they are now right he's so much calm he, he's the that calmness that we saw with him at LSU and and even you know after the first few games last year that is back he is there he he feels the pressure he's moving well um, not leaving the pocket too early which he he, he has done a few times this year um, but what needs to, so so Andre as the insider what that t- what needs to happen for the what give me the one thing the Bengals need to do to beat the Raiders not let not let the Raiders front line on defense dictate the game if we can control their front four so the the big thing that they do is they don't blitz very often I want to they they are dead last in the league when it comes to blitz percentage. I want to say they blitz somewhere around 12% of the time. And I think the next lowest is maybe Philly at like 17 or 18%. We're not, but, we're not at the bottom of that list with them. I feel like we, we, it's four guys. So what we, what we, what we feel and what the actual numbers say are two different things, right? I hear you. So what the numbers say 
are Vegas only blitzes about 12% of the time because they are very, very good at putting on pressure. I mean, you got Crosby on one side, you got Ndokwe on the other side, and they are very good with putting pressure with only four, which allows them to play shell coverage on the back in, you know, seven defenders uh, and, and really cover folks because their secondary is not very good. So if they can get pressure with four, they can put more people, you know, kind of in, in that linebacker secondary area. So if we can control that front four and not even, not even control it, just don't let Crosby and Ndagwe destroy your game. If you can do that, whether that's Joe Burrow getting out of the pocket and, you know, making those subtle moves that he makes or, you know, using a back to chip or getting the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly enough so that the rush isn't as big of a factor. Those are things you can do to help mitigate uh, that, that rush. But if that, if they can't handle that front four, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. So then you said Mixon had a big game against them the first time, second half of the season, especially week seven, 16 and 17, they threw the ball more than anybody and, and Burrow threw for almost a thousand yards between those two games. Yep. And they established that passing game is as good as anybody's in the league. Yep. So which does it make more sense to do against the Raiders this time? Do you go back? Do you start going back to the run and see how they respond to that? See if they can stop it. If they don't keep it going, or do you go with what has won you games in the second half of the season and, and get and Joe Burrow is in such a rhythm now. Do you keep that going? Do you keep him and chase and, and, and T Higgins and Boyd and everybody, you, you keep that, aerial assault going so i think that is the really really good thing about this Bengals team is they can take whatever the defense gives them and still be successful most teams you know the primary is hey we got to stop the run if we make them one dimensional we can win this game right if if for example if the Bengals find a way to shut down jacobs I really don't think Derek Carr is going to beat them. Now, you shut down Joe Mixon, good luck stopping T and Boyd and Uzama and Chase and Higgins. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's all these other things that they can do. So I think the flexibility that they have to be able to say, hey, guys, let's start off you know, and see, hey, can we keep passing the ball? Oops, there's a little too much pressure all right, let's go ahead and see if we can't run it a bit and, you know, kind of ease up that, that, that front four uh, pressure. Um, and, I, and I think they have the, the ability to do both, which is unlike most teams. Yeah. The, I mean, obviously the Bengals and their, the Bengals are proving that they may have, if not the best offensive weapons, they are in the top five of the league. Not to mention the fact they've got a stud that can throw the ball to him. It's about keeping him upright. Yep. Uh, with that defensive front that the Raiders have, and the fact that our offensive line has given up the most sacks in the NFL. Most sacks in Bengals history. In Bengals. Is it 52? In, is that where we're at right now? 52, 53, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, so – 
I don't want to look past the Raiders. I don't want to look past the Raiders. But can I ask a question past the Raiders? Because I feel like the Raiders is a – we beat the Raiders with Joe Burrow throwing for 148 yards. We beat them 32-13. Let's talk past the Raiders for a second. Sure, if you want to jinx them and be the be responsible for a playoff loss, sure, go ahead and ask. All right, never mind. It's over. Never mind. It's done. No, <laughs> it ain't happening now. Nope. No, nope, please. not happening. Please, because nope. I'll be honest with you, I had questions about that too, but I was too afraid to ask. Please go. I'm not scared to ask. Shoot. Let's go. We, uh, there, let me tell you something. I'm, I used to be the most superstitious person in the world. Guess who's not going to make the Bengals lose on Saturday? Me asking a question about – it, what happens next, right? So if the Bengals win and the Chiefs win, we play the Titans in that case. This Titans- As long as, as, long as Buffalo wins. And as long as the top four seeds win, because they reshuffle the order. Yeah, they reshuffle. That's what I forgot about. So Buffalo. the number one seed plays the lowest seeded team left. So Buffalo so six. As long as, the top, yeah. as long as the top four seeds win- one and four, two and three. Right. So we would be number four. If if there's any upset, we don't play. We wouldn't play Tennessee. We would play Kansas City. Uh, if Kansas City, if Kansas City wins. Although I'm going to tell you right now, we all have watched Stop this it. Pittsburgh team Stop do the it. stupidest things in the entire Stop. world. I'm just telling Stop. you. Just telling Stop. you. Big Ben's Stop. on his way out. He's going to throw 15 ducks, and somehow they're all going to get caught. Stop it. We talked anyway. all year about how bad Pittsburgh was, and they're they're, in the they're terrible. They are and they're still snuck in. So ridiculous. That they're you know terrible. whose fault it is? It's the it's the Raiders and the chart. It's actually the Chargers. No, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers, Chargers, Chargers head coach for calling a timeout. The Raiders are like, you want to join the playoffs? Cool, we can be in a playoffs together. And he was yeah, like, no, nah, I'm gonna call a timeout to save some time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then you lose. yeah. Guess what? You lose. Yeah. Was, uh, I think Herbert said one time. He said, "This is the only time I've ever wanted to. Or I've ever wanted to. I've never wanted, wanted to tie, tie so bad game. in my life." Yep. Yeah, yep. that's what he said. So um, let's talk about the Titans and the Chiefs, who we match up best against in Titans. that second round. Titans. So we, we came out, we beat the Chiefs um, a couple weeks ago, and that was the most nerve-wracking game of my life. Kick field goal, Love that's it. all. I just kicked field goal. I mean, I'm glad. But, you know, after the first – I get it the first time, get a penalty. Okay, we got a little lucky there, offsetting penalties. Okay, let's just kick the field goal. Nope. Okay got super lucky with the second penalty because that did not need to be called it, it was, i don't know it the was second a, penalty had grabbed his face and turned his head around i mean it was a penalty but i could see that not being caught it's it's inside five yards if he doesn't hit him in the face there's i see worse if things he doesn't, that if he doesn't hit him in the face it might be a touchdown pass though yeah. I, listen i'm not saying that it was that it was the wrong call i'm just saying they got lucky and and, 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 and burrow acknowledged that right he was like, yeah. yeah, we get, but, but, but also yep. to his point, look here, there's been plenty of times that we've been unlucky. So that's exactly right. And that's, it's cool. That's, we got a little luck. My point is we beat the chiefs. Mm-hmm. However we beat them, we beat the chiefs. You feel we match up better against the Titans. Is it because the Titans are going to run the ball more? Because I feel like they, I feel like a good run offense is what would hurt the Bengals. Because it you, would keep have you Joe looked Burrow at the Bengals? Have you looked at the Bengals' stats against the run this year? No, tell me what it we're is. We're one of we're one of the better defenses against against the run. At okay. stop, we're one of the better defenses at stopping the run. I mean, it go just, back, go back and look at games like we we've gone up against Dalvin Cook. Uh, we've gone up against. Um, let me think of some other. Oh, Najee Harris. 
uh, twice. We, uh, the only team that really got after us was Cleveland with Chubb, and that was just a crap game all the way. That was a terrible game. It was just a terrible game. Um, but in general, oh, what's the what's the kid from Chicago? Um, yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. Like David Montgomery did it. Did it. Did, did a good job against him. Uh, I think outside of one run versus Aaron Jones in Green Bay, they did a they did a really good job. Like the Bengals' run defense is the strength of that defense because up front you have Hendrickson, you have uh, Reader, you got Ogan Joby, and my man from Ohio State um, Hubbard. Hubbard. Right. Yep. And then this game you should have back. Um, Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt. That front, that front, you know, six, seven, those dudes hit, and our corners tackle well, and so do our safeties. So Eli Apple has been a huge has has been a big surprise. Yeah, he was yeah. thrown away, and he looked really he's looked really good this year. Tackle he looked line. really he looked really terrible when he first got here, but yes, he did. Then uh, things turned around, which I, you know, they they've really needed him in in the grand scheme of things, right? With with the injuries, with you know Trey Wayne's just Trey Wayne's. stealing money, um, with you know Cheeto getting injured with you know his foot and doing some COVID stuff. Like Eli Apple's really stepped up in in the whole process. But if we if you, you if you look at when you get to playoff time. What do you absolutely need to have in order to be successful in the playoffs? Defense. You have to have – what are the two things? It's defense and run game. You hear it all the time. To me – Defense to, is the number one. So, to me, quarterback. Yeah. Oh. Legit I mean, I quarterback. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning. Like, outside of Joe Flacco, who's not a tremendous quarterback, name another – Eh, quarterback who won a Super Bowl, uh, Eli Manning, Trent. Uh, yeah. What's his Trent sure. Dilfer? And, and and how long ago was that? I'm talking modern. I'm talking modern football. You don't. Eli Manning's not considered modern football. He hasn't. He hasn't he just retired he hasn't been, two years he ago. Has, he hasn't been in the Super Bowl in ten years. That's that's not modern. The game has Am changed. I, a lot. Yes, the game has changed a ton in ten years. The way the rules are set up, the way things are going now, I'm telling you, the game has changed a ton in ten years. But if you want today's NFL, you need a top-notch quarterback in order to really dictate what's happening. Nobody's scared of Carson Wentz. Nobody's scared of Ryan Tannehill. He's a decent quarterback. He's not. He's not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not so that, Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. And if you're ten, and if I get my choice between uh, Burrow or Tannehill, I'm taking Burrow all day. Well, that's and it's not close. Obviously. And it's not close. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I agree with that. But I mean, if you're just talking about quarterbacks in that case, I mean, sure. there's that, the, I take Joe Burrow over all but maybe three quarterbacks in the league right now. Perfect. So, so they're ahead of schedule in the, in the fact that they are where they are, I believe, right now. I mean, it's Burrow's third year, second year, sorry, second year. I'd, th- I'd say they're ahead of schedule. Yeah. The thing that scares me is in the playoffs, every time there is a team with a good run game and a good defense, they always seem to make it past the first round. 
I'm not t- talking about winning Super Bowls. I'm talking about there's there's something about ball control and 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 field position in these playoffs where think coaches coach differently in playoff games. And time of possession is everything. So I don't know. It makes me a little nervous going into the second round. So I'm excited. Win the first one first. Like I said, I'm excited about the first round. Let's, let's talk let's about get that first one first. More. Tell me, tell me what. So what do we have to stop? You said what we have to do to win, which is keep the keep their defensive front from dominating the game, which is obvious because our offensive line is terrible. Not terrible. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, 52 it's, sacks. It's, I wouldn't it's, say it's terrible, but it's, it's less than average. It's less than average. Yeah. yeah. 52 sacks. It, yeah. That just goes to show you. Now, so what do what do the Raiders need to do besides get it get it get at uh, the quarterback? What do the Raiders need to do on offense to beat the Bengals? Utilize Darren Waller. And he's so good. He's so good. Like he's so good. I think he had se- I want to say like seven catches for 116 yards the last time they played. Right, but most of those yards came in like one drive, and it was like two plays he caught like 60 something yards on that drive and it was like where the hell's that been all game thanks for not using it i don't know why you didn't do it before but okay right um i mean you go back and look at that george kittle game against san francisco he puts up 180 whatever yards and a touchdown or two or i mean like and then doesn't do anything the rest of the year thanks a lot george kittle for losing in my fantasy league for me like four straight weeks of zeros it's ridiculous I picked him up in one of my Jimmy Garoppolo. You suck. I picked him up in one of my other fantasy leagues like two weeks before that. It was excellent. One of the best receivers. Forget tight ends. One of the best receivers in the game. Throw the ball to him. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, actually, speaking of that, the, the Bengals are one of the worst defenses as far as defending tight ends. So yes. I, I mean, is that gonna be is that gonna are they gonna go to their tight end more than they even normally Again, I I don't know why they didn't do it the first game like they just had a very strange offensive game plan the first time we played them i was like i don't know what you're doing now that was it was john gruden still there waller waller would have had like 15 targets for 180 yards and two touchdowns if it was me game planning because i was like i've watched the Bengals not only this season but in previous seasons they can't cover a tight end they haven't covered a tight end in decades i i know to tell you so why they did it because they've always had subpar linebackers they're, they're sure. i mean they don't they don't spikes. they don't invest in linebacker and they usually don't invest in safety they don't invest big money they invest big money in corners edges and tackles that's where they and quarterbacks that's where they invest their big money so with now that the nfl has evolved and you have elite tight ends who really demand and command the middle of the field the Bengals don't have anybody to stop them. There you go. That's an, but that's an organizational philosophy, though. Yeah. So, the, so the first time we played them was also was that a week, the week or two weeks after John Gruden uh, left? I don't remember the stuff they had. I, feel I like don't it was remember. Really close. To it was really like close. It was, it was right, right around, around it, right after. It might have been their first game without him. I don't remember for sure yeah. though. I mean, so how, how another, about that, though, for the Raiders to go through a coaching change and, a, and such a distracting one like that? And, well, not and only pretty, that, and then the Henry Ruggs tragedy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, that's insane. How how Basachi and maybe it's just because he wasn't the coach from the beginning, like how he doesn't get at least some votes for coach of the year is is crazy, right? Like, yes, I understand he's an interim and maybe that just absolutely prevents him from even receiving the award. But the fact that he held the team together, put him on a four game win streak when in those four games, they are negative in the turnover battle. Mm. Like it is absolutely insane like this just should not happen based upon oh. I think, heck if you win a turnover battle you win something like 78 percent of games like it's just insane and the fact that they are losing the turnover battle and are on a foreign game win streak is just nuts i tell you what scares me the most about this game everybody is picking the Bengals to win yeah. that scares me the most it scares me the most uh, cleveland look at that game everybody was picking the Bengals to win look at I mean, there's so many games where it, it just scares me, man. It just makes me feel there's a lot of young heads on that team, a lot of guys that haven't been through all this stuff. This stuff can get to your head. Even a guy like Burrow. Listen, Burrow's, Burrow's, uh, Burrow's low-key cocky, right? Like, No, he's not he, low-key. You know, he's cocky. He's very cocky. But he does it, he does it in a, he does it in a low-key way, right? He's not brash like, like Baker Mayfield cocky. He's – He's, he's not a, a he's not a butthole. Yes, he is exceedingly cocky. The dude walks in in this post game co- press conference with a Santa hat and a crusty crab sweatshirt on, and they're like, "Hey, were were you thinking about uh, you know Wink Martindale and throwing for five hundred and twenty five yards on him?" And he's like, "Maybe, like, Maybe. Oh, no, that's cocky, <laughs> dog." <laughs> Can I get? Let me ask you a question. If you're if you're if you're Zach Taylor and you're up by, I believe at that time it was three scores and there's two minutes left in the game or whatever much time was left in the game, maybe it was four minutes and you have the ball and Cleveland has no timeouts. Would you leave Joe Burrow in the game? No. Why is no. Joe Burrow in that game? I love that no. he threw the 75 yard pass and got the 525 yards, all that good no. stuff that happened. Why is Joe Burrow in that game? And he almost went on. It scared everybody to death when he got sacked, and then he walks off. Why? How does Joe Burrow talk his way into that game? Yes. Yes. That's ridiculous. Also, also in part, like, he's like, hey, Joe, I'm going to let you go back in there. Don't take any hits. Don't scramble. Just throw the ball away. And Joe even said in this press conference, that's exactly what he told me to do. And I was like, eh. And I went ahead and threw it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so, like, sometimes you just have to protect players from themselves, right? Yes. And just like the same thing they did with Chase on Sunday. Yes, they, he wanted to set the franchise record, which is great. I don't have any beef with it. I have no problem mm-hmm. with it whatsoever. But he was about 18 yards short of the all-time NFL rookie record. What, what Zach told him was, if you're close, meaning like within five yards after you catch the franchise one, I'll let you get that one. But if you're not close, we're pulling you See. out of the game. They pulled him out of the game. They took his helmet and put a jacket over his shoulders. Sometimes you just got to protect the player from himself and be like, you're done. That's it. Thank yep. you. We appreciate everything you've done. Have a seat. Enjoy the rest of the game. Yep. Yep. I I, I couldn't agree with that more. I don't know why Joe Burrow's in that game. 
I'm like you. I protect the player from himself in that case, especially when he's been sacked more than anyone in the NFL in last year left the season with an eight torn ACL. So yeah, easy for me to, that's an easy decision and didn't understand it. Um, I love it, brother. I love, I love every bit of all of that. Adam, you got anything else for, for Andre to, to gnaw on about this Bengals game this weekend? I would just like to hear a prediction, a score prediction. Mm. I'm going to say 24-13 Bengals. Oh, I like it. That's good. 24, that's it, huh? See, yeah. that, I mean, that's relatively low considering what the Bengals have done here recently. So 24, yeah. I like it. Adam, you got a score prediction? Should we do it? Should we make a bet on this? Should we, should I, we- I don't <laughs> think I've. I don't think I've earned the right to make a prediction about the Bengals. <laughs> I've lost that uh, privilege. <laughs> I I feel I feel a 34-20 kind of a game coming. I feel like it's still two scores, but I think the Bengals put can put up some numbers in this I'm gonna game. Say, I think they do. Right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna say 63 to 6 Raiders. Nice. Good work. <laughs> well done. Well done on that. That's well done. That's good. That should, that should go just about as well as your season prediction. Yep. <laughs> I just want to be consistent, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Andre, where are you watching the game at? Uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Oh, oh nice. Good for yeah. you, brother. Got good. I mean, you can't be a you can't be a Bengals insider and like watch from home, right? Right. Oh, right. You'll be on the side. So that was a silly question. <laughs> like, I can't. So, like I, I, I can't come on here and be like, hey. I'm the official Bengals insider for the Nosebleed podcast and then not be at the game covering the game. I, I, mean, I feel I feel like that's the excuse he also told his wife, too. <laughs> I, I, I have to. Game. They're sending me from the podcast. <laughs> They're sending me there. <laughs> I have a press credential. Yeah. We're going to be watching. Yeah, we're going to be watching the game and it's going to be really cold and Joe Burrow is going to like come out after throwing a touchdown pass and he's going to they're going to put one of those like real long giant coats on him, and Andre is going to be the guy you just see Andre yeah, put like, a big coat on and he puts oh, it on. Man. <laughs> man, I've got uh, I got heated, I've got heated socks, I've got heated gloves, uh, I want yeah. some ski pants. Like it's going to be cold, man. But yeah, is it? Is I, it Milwaukee, Bosch? What brand you got with all the heated stuff? Uh, I don't even know. Like, I got a couple things for Christmas. I was like, I just need some heated socks. So there's, couple, there's like batteries in the socks. There's batteries yeah. in the gloves. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just ready. Be careful. Be able to turn those batteries off because you don't want your feet sweating. Correct. Because if those batteries die, my brother, and it's just cold. Colder. Yes. And it's just cold. So yeah. I've got so Xavier plays Creighton at noon at okay. the Centos Center. So I'll be at, I'll be at the Centos Center. Obviously, getting home with the games at three thirty. Is that right? No, four thirty. Four thirty. Four thirty. Four thirty. I'll be home uh, by the time the game starts. No problem. Parker has a basketball game at five thirty. Nope. Sorry, kid. I'm hey, coaching. A, a coach? I'm coaching a basketball game. <laughs> I'm coaching a basketball game at five o'clock on Saturday. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> We weren't counting on the Bengals being in the playoffs this year, Andre. I was counting well, on why, why are they not playing on Sunday? Okay, so, some know. of us weren't counting on. Yeah, Adam obviously <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, man, let me just say this. I'm super excited for this game on Saturday. Admittedly, 
I am super nervous for this game on Saturday. From the standpoint of, obviously, you know, we're, we haven't won a playoff game in 31 years, but I absolutely believe that this is their best chance to this point to win a game. You, like, you saying this I is saw, their best I, chance? I, 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 I will say their best chance since 2005, because I really thought that 2005 team was going to beat Pittsburgh. Like I wrote, like, with with Carson and uh, Slim and Ocho and Hushman's like that team and that defense, they were ready to go. Like, let's get it. What and I felt they Houston, could win that game. But but that Houston Texan team with like no uh, some no TJ off the TJ TJ No, I didn't. Mostly because you still had Andy Dalton at quarterback, and I think that was his first year. His rookie year. So that was the we, second year because that was the second year we played them back to back, and that was the second time we, we did. Um, but I don't, I didn't, I never thought we were that great of a team with Andy at quarterback. Like I just didn't. I got Andy's a great dude. I mean, I, and he's, I, if I had a daughter and of age and she wanted to marry Andy Dalton, I'd be like, that's fantastic. He's a great guy to have around. Mm-hmm. Give me Joe Burrow you know, eight days a week in comparison to Andy Dalton. Um, I just feel like the brighter the lights and the bigger the stage, the better Joe plays. I agree. And and from what I saw from Andy, the bigger the lights, or the brighter the lights, the bigger the stage, the more he wilted, the more Marvin Lewis wilted. And it became an issue for those two guys in this team. I think – this team, the team that we have this year is young. They're, they've been nothing but successful, so they know how to handle success, and they expect to win. That is the giant difference between hoping to win, right? Oh, man, we got to break this curse this year. I think we can do it versus these boys now. Like, they come from LSUs. They come from Alabamas. Even the cats who came in from free agency came from – uh, New Orleans came from Pittsburgh, came from Dallas. Organizations that win and expect to win, and that's the mentality that this team has this year. Of we expect to be here. You guys may be surprised. We're not surprised because this is just what we do. Yeah, I I I I agree with you on that. At the same time, though, is this season a is this season a disappointment no is this seat what's the word i'm looking for if they lose failure is this is this season a failure if they lose so to me the season is separate from the playoffs the season itself was a rousing success i mean think about the three of us on this podcast we had a three win, we had an eight win, we had a nine win, and we were all wrong. Yep. And you, Chris, are historically known for being ridiculously optimistic, right? <laughs> I, I mean, 100%. Yeah, right? no, it's 100%. Right? Like, it, like we, we, we have running jokes. I've been on here enough to have some, some inside and insider jokes that we do back and forth. Like, you are the yep. most optimistic of the three of us. And at nine wins, you were still wrong. And had we played our starters against Cleveland, they would be 11 and and six, right? So 
we were all super wrong in a very good way for the team. That is exciting. That is well beyond anything we ever thought. And again, Vegas had them at six and a half. They went 10. That's a rousing success. It would be hugely disappointing to take that rousing success and end it with a first round playoff loss. I think both things can be true at the same time. I would run through a wall if he was my coach. I'd play for Coach Edwards. I'd play for Coach Edwards any day of the week. I'll tell you that right now. Let's go. I want to right now. I'm ready to go play. I don't care what it is. What are you gonna play? I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Season 21. That's why he beats, season 21. That's why he beats me every year. That's why he beats me every single year in Thanksgiving has, Day football. Has, has nothing to do with athleticism or anything. No, it's this. His team wants to play for him. His team runs place. through a wall for him. <laughs> The speeches I give in the huddle. That's what it is. Not the fact not the fact that he's besides his brother uh, is probably the fastest person. Well, and the guy he brings with him every year is probably the fastest guy. And once he starts running, nobody wants to get in his way. I'm not stepping in front of him. He's got muscles that I don't I don't have. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's that's good the, best, oh, that's the best part about switching the flag. Didn't have to well, tackle Andre. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, didn't have to be tackled anymore. Let me tell you. Yeah. Best, also, very good part. Andre, are you? Did Did Adam tell you by chance what our uh, Mount Rushmore is this this week? He did not. Nope. No, but I'll uh, bet Andre has four quick ones though. Uh, oh. Do you Do you want to? It's up to you. I'll give you the Mount Rushmore, and you can decide if you want to do it or not. All right. Uh, otherwise, we'll let you go, and we'll do it off uh, afterwards. So. The Mount Rushmore this week is Mount Rushmore of Tom Hanks movies. Oh, geez. Uh, Tom Hanks movies. All right. Um, you want Gump? us to go first real quick? So, Gump? Oh, Gump. Obviously, yeah. Um, what's the Stranded on an Island, Wilson? Cast Away. There you go. Cast Away. Uh, oh, big. Um, and then I have to think about one more. I have three written down. I have three written down right now. Big, Forrest Gump, Castaway. Those were the three that I had written down. <laughs> Uh, great choice of movies. I was thinking the same thing. I was great choice of movies. Great choice. Oh Lord! All right. So, what's your fourth going to be? It's a good question. I got to think about that one. Okay, Adam. Now that I've given my three, do you want to go ahead and give your? Uh, I have my fourth right now. I just found it. Um, well, my, my fourth. I'll, I'll go ahead and give my fourth since I've already given two. Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks. Dragnet. Did you guys ever see it? I never saw Dragnet. I did Great movie. First time I ever saw the uh, something like the play the Playboy Mansion. We had that movie, and I still watch it all the time when I was a kid because they had the girls in bikinis all over the place. <laughs> At I'll one point, it. one girl had like tassels on her on her on her nipples, and I was like, "What is that? That's the greatest thing ever!" <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> 
I have those at the end of my handlebars. On my bike. <laughs> exactly. All right. um, so I'll make it easy. I'll make it easy. And I have the three that you guys both had in common as well. So I had big Forrest Gump and Castaway. And I put in, in this season, it's not a starring role in this movie, but I think it's the best part. It's the funniest part of this movie is uh, a league of their own when he plays oh. when he plays jimmy dugan the manager that comes back and he's that's that's drunk. that's my that's my fourth last week when we talked about this that was the first one i thought of that's my fourth league of their own by far the fourth yep although in just a oh, no, I'm a, out there i'm a dad so i'm like can i say like toy story of course uh, absolutely the uh, any of the toy story movies are awesome. everything they're all yep. great every one of them yep that was that was way easier than I thought it was going to end up being. That's I'll hilarious. You. That's hilarious that we all had the same. We all got the exact same. Thing. I only wrote three down, and I was like, "That's hilarious." I I wrote all the ones down that I saw first, and then just picked from those. But I love him in uh, the Green Mile. I love that yeah, movie. That was so good. Captain Phillips. I feel like people don't talk that much about that one. Some people don't even like it at all. But I, I love that. I never movie. saw. I, it was... I never saw Captain Phillips. Look but at me. It's kind of like. Is that Look at like me. Sully. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember yeah. that from the commercial, the trailer. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, his boat gets taken over by the pirates. But um, yeah, he was. I mean, he's good. He's great and everything. He was. We did a. Chris and I did a Mount Rushmore a long time ago of actors, and. Yeah, he was on both of ours. I think I know he was on mine. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the Da Vinci Code was also one I love. Also very good. The Da Vinci Code was awesome. I love yeah. movie. I love show. I love. I love movies where I have to like. I hate scary movies. Can't stand them. I don't want to be scared. But like the Saw movies, where you gotta think. Like, hold on a second. Psychological. Just, yeah, you gotta stuff. really yeah. start turning your your brain around. Like, hold on, something's there's a twist in here. So I, I you try to figure that out. That like the Da Vinci Code, trying to figure out what they—that's that was a that was a good one. I yeah. like that. Yeah, agreed. He came he came out with another one. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a demons, angels, and demons. I think angels and demons. Yeah, I never saw. I think that. it was the second is the second book of yeah. Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Oh, and he's in the one. Uh, what's the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, he's like an FBI agent, and DiCaprio like becomes like a pilot, and all these. Uh, catch me if you can. Yeah, catch me if you can. That's a good one. I've heard that's this good. good. Never saw it. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of Tom Hanks movies. Philadelphia is a good one. Philadelphia is a good one. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is great. Oh, that was a great movie. Philadelphia great. is great. And you have another guy that could be on the Mount Rushmore of actors in that movie with him in Denzel. Two of the all-time best ever in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, he's one of the sexiest men back in the day. That dude is ridiculous. Like he is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Training Day, one of my all-time favorite movies. Training Day, Training Day was so good because you had this mental image of Denzel as like choir boy, super clean, super crisp, like above board, above reproach on anything he's ever done and anything you've ever seen. And of course, all the females are like, oh my God, Denzel, he's so handsome, you know, all these things. And then all of a sudden, like you see him and he's dropping in words and he's like, F this. And like, yo, you, I was like, I was clutching my pearls. Are you right? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, oh my God. Did he just, like, I was just riveted. Like, wow. This is amazing. 
That's so good. He can even be a jerk. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, he does it all. That's range. All. Something I do not have in my singing voice. Uh, I heard a little in there today. I feel like you got from an A to a B today. That's range. I mean, it's not well, a big range. But if it goes range. from A to Z, maybe I have A to B then. But <laughs> you might have hit. You might have hit the Z note today. You might be the only person ever to have hit a Z note. Yep, I invented it today. I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> well done. Well done. Right, boys, let's get this dub on Saturday. Let's, let's do it, brother. It. I appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you as always. Anytime. Killed it. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you, yes, sir. See you, boys. Bye. Andre Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, as always, as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets. I love talking to that guy, talk, man. Talk, talk about range. We we threw the Mount Rushmore, my mistake, threw the Mount Rushmore on him at the very last second, and he had – And he still picked the best three. movies. What's that? He still picked the best movies. <laughs> he picked the same <laughs> the best movies. He picked the best ones. Uh there's a lot of good Tom Hanks movies, so don't add us and tell us how great yours are. Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, Road to Perdition, or whatever that thing was called. We know that there's a lot of great ones out there. But if you don't have Big on your Mount Rushmore of Tom Hanks movies, mm -hmm. then you need to go back and watch Big. That movie is phenomenal. It's it's It might be, I mean, Forrest Gump's probably the best, to be honest. But, I mean, Big, yeah, it's hard to beat Big. It's such a good movie. I love it. Such a good movie. Uh, so, yes, thank you, Andre Edwards. Thank you for the insight into the Bengals playoff game upcoming. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching this game and, uh, and, and thinking about what we talked about here. And Because I'm even more intrigued now after talking about whether they're going to lean on the run game, whether they're going to lean on the pass game or, or, you know, depending on how the Raiders defend it, being able to change and being able to do both in this game. This is going to be big for, it'd be big for me to see how Joe Burrow handles that. Like does, you know, we talk about cockiness, right? Sometimes you feel like you, you get into a situation like this and it's you, you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Dude. But I feel like he's the kind of guy that has just the right amount of cockiness that knows, okay, I know we need a big play here, but it's not there. Looking at the defense, check down, throw, uh, give it to Mixon, let him run, live to see another day. I hope that happens. I'm excited. I, I'm going to miss so much. I'm going to miss so much of the game, but it is what it is. I won't see any of it. Um, so I'm just going to have to deal with that, but it's, uh, people will be watching it. We'll have, we'll have the crowd, uh, cheering in the middle of our game, uh, when nothing when is nothing, during a timeout, they will be in the middle of a timeout and people will start cheering. And go, what are these people? Oh, they're all staring at the light in their hand. Right. Yeah. Oh, the Bengals scored. All right. Well, look, I mean, we got, we were, uh, uh andre was gracious yeah, enough to, exactly. to get us through the uh the mount rushmore too so we have basically one thing left to do here right yes let's do it let's do it so uh, that's the comedy well, remember what his name it it's yeah. mo mo ammer there it is mohammed, mo ammer. Yeah. mohammed in, texas. in texas was it was the name of the special on netflix 
Um, and I, I failed to watch it last week, um, but that gets us back in the uh, rotation of switching them up. So you'll have a Mount Rushmore for next week, and I'll have a comedy special for next week. And uh, so I think we're in good shape. Chris, what did you think about Mo Ammer, Muhammad in Texas? So um, it, 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 Mo Ammer was good. He, he, he's, he had a lot to say about COVID. He had a lot to say about the government. Uh, I'm trying to think back as I watched this last week. Uh, I, he had a lot to say, and, and sometimes he would get on like a crazy rant. It felt like, um, but for the, and, and when he started, when he started explaining what words meant and how how we was it how we cuss at people and how they cuss at people like the words like the the things they say are so much meaner. Um, I don't know. He had a few good. He had a, he had a, lot, a few that I liked. Uh, I, all I remember, all I have right now is the score that I gave him. So I'm trying to really remember everything he did and everything he said. Um, I did like him. I liked him. He made me laugh a few times. I was never like hysterically out loud, uncontrollably laughing at any point during any of it, but I did laugh. He had some good points in there. Yeah. Uh, rating. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 2.8. 2.8. So slightly better than half. Okay. All right. Uh, I I was pretty much the same as you. Um, I was, I'll, I'll admit that I watched this not only a week late, but I was distracted while watching it. I think I watched it the day that we found out. Speaking of, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it right here in the comedy segment because he was a beloved stand-up comic, especially by his peers, Bob Saget. Bob Saget passed away. Wow. Uh, over the weekend and that was uh i think i watched it that day and uh so i'm scrolling through twitter finding you know looking for information and and looking at all the comics uh posts about how much they love bob saget so um did you see the did you see the tweet from the night before that saget put out there yep he's back on the road again and he didn't even realize he did two hours Mm mm-hmm he he was falling in love with comedy again like we like he did when he was 26 or whatever he talked about yeah. that the day before how much he was loving getting back out and how much it meant did to we him. ever find out was it just a heart attack or i they, mean the guy was a nut he so was the autopsy human being is there are yeah the the autopsy he was he was seemed like he was plenty healthy he was he does a podcast all the time i just recently watched a couple of his podcasts and um when he had Bill Burr on and when he had Nate Bargetti on, I, I, I watched those two um, in the last like two months and he seemed fine. And obviously he was fine because he was out on the road. He was doing shows and um, right. And, and, but yeah, the autopsy came back today and they, all they could do so far was confirm what they originally thought. There was no foul play and there was no drugs involved, um, which is always a relief. Cause anytime you hear about somebody, a celebrity, you always think, comics especially too is you know and you get a guy like that who's super raunchy and has talked about coke in the past and stuff if i can remember correctly but like yeah i mean that yeah gives you a little he was actually changing he's talked a lot lately about how he's changing his uh his sets he's not nearly as dirty anymore because he just doesn't want to be like that anymore now i'm sure he's not you know squeaky clean but Sure. But he, he was talking about just feeling like he's, you know, he it's time to, I don't know if it's grow up or what, but he just didn't want to do that, that style as much anymore. 
Um, yeah. So, so his newer stuff was, was coming out uh, a little bit cleaner and he was happier about that. He talked about. So anyway, um, but so that's all that they still have to do like a, the medical medical examiner, I think still has to, it, it's, they said it could take another 10 to 12 weeks or something to actually get a cause of death. Holy cow. Are you serious? Do people die every day and they have funerals like a week later? What are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why it would take that long, but that's what, that's what the article. A lot of times too, though, I guess the, a lot of times though, too, when people die, they don't need a, um, an autopsy. Sure. There's no need for one, right? Like, okay, we know, you know, I mean, obviously this is what happened this is what he's had. Duh, duh, duh. There's no autopsy needed. And off they go. Right. Um, so anyway, sorry to sorry to insert that in there, but I did I did think about that the other day. Like we should mention Bob Saget because um, I'm not going to like claim that he was my favorite stand up, you know, comedian ever. But um, just reading all the stuff that other comics post about him, the guy, everybody loved the guy, and everybody talked about yeah. how great a guy he was. Which most of the time, people do say that when people die, but. This was another but the one. more of it you see, the more you know is true. Like some people die and you don't hear nothing about it. And then some people die and you hear a lot. And those are the ones that you know that's actually true. And, and I'll tell you what I noticed is he had people that were claiming to be his friends was such a wide array of people. I mean, every, every race, uh, young, old, in the middle, women, men, I, I feel like. I saw every type of person uh, represented in people that said something about how close they were to him or how nice they were. He was to them when they worked together or, or, you know, he called, he called, he called my daughter on her birthday and we were, you know, worked on a movie together 15 years ago or something like that, you know, and um, people, a lot of people said that and that, that jumped out to me that not only everybody was saying how great a guy he was, but, it was so many different types of people. So, I, I mean, I feel like that says something about him too. Just there's, you know, there, there's no discrimination. He's just a nice guy. That's how, you know, truly a nice guy. Nice to everybody. Mo Ammer. <laughs> um, I was, I was with you. So I, I started saying all that to say that I was a little distracted watching this, but um, seeing that, you know, he did, you're right. That jumped out to me the most. Like he, he did, 15, 20 minutes, it seemed like on, on COVID. And, and it was, it was decent. It was, you know, it was good. Um, what I wrote down here, the only thing I wrote down was good, not great. I feel like, I feel like that might be along the lines of what you were saying. And exactly. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And so it was, you know, I, I did, I, I laughed a couple of times, just kind of little chuckles, but I, I didn't hear anything that blew me away. Um, I've heard other comedians talk about him in the past. Uh, I, I, this is the first time, you know, I've probably seen one of those like premium blend or one of those things, you know, late nights on comedy central years ago, something like little, a little clip of stuff that he's done before, but I've never seen a full special of his. Um, and it was, it was fine. It was fine. You said, you said 2.8. I have written down 2.6 right there. Yep. Right there with you. Um, sounds about right. So, so then that leaves up the rest of this podcast up to what we are going to do for next week. Yeah. Are we going, you are, you are in charge of comedy special. I've got a pretty good idea what you're going to do. And I'm yeah. good with it. 
I I am not going to go with Jim Gaffigan. All right. Wow. <laughs> okay. Who, all right. All because right. there are so many. There are so many now. Um, I'm going to go. I'll tell you what. For this week, because I've got seven listed that we that we can do. Actually, six now after my own. Um, I'll save Jim Gaffigan. Maybe I won't even do him because we we've got a good a good log of of him to watch. This is one that I already watched because I couldn't wait. Mark Normand has uh, technically a new special because the the new season season three of the standups on Netflix. One of the half-hour specials is Mark Norman. So, oh, is it? it is. So I have not watched the stand-ups yet. The newest because it came out a couple. It was, it's been a little. It's been on there for a while, and I have not watched it because it's been maybe a month. I didn't know if we would do this. I didn't know if we would do it on the podcast or not. Um, but I love those. It reminds me so much of uh, the old Comedy Central uh, presents, right? Yeah. Like. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, here you go, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. You know what I mean? And you get some of the best stuff because they're not just – there's no fillers. It's 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 really good material all the way throughout. All right, cool. So you so you watched all the stand-ups. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch the whole thing. Watch it all. I watched all of them. Yep. There are some really good. really good ones on there. Yep. Nice. All right, so Mark Norman's on the stand-ups. We'll do Mark Norman. I've got a Mount Rushmore, and this is in honor of – uh, something that happened on Monday. Uh, Kirby Smart won a national championship on Monday. He became the second, the second uh, former Nick Saban coach to beat Nick Saban. Both of those coaches beat him this year. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, and uh, finally Kirby Smart beat him with Georgia. <laughs> He's been trying for very many times, but. After the game was over and they started talking to Nick Saban, I've never heard Nick Saban have so much love for someone. And, and basically like, you know what? We lost, but like, it seemed like this was the easiest loss of a national championship that he's ever had. And the way he so graciously took every question and, and, and pushed. Now this is a guy who's been on his staff seven like 15 out of the last 20 years or something like that has been with Nick Saban right so they're they're boys they're they're tight so part of it's probably that but the he handled it so well Nick Saban is and and this is just just what I'm saying is even though he lost that national championship this just boosts him up even higher on how great of a coach I think he is and so my Mount Rushmore is going to be all-time coaches, all-time. Not basketball, not baseball, not NFL, not NCAA basketball, not NCAA football. We've done a couple of these before. This is greatest coaches of all time. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to take the NHL out and soccer out, stuff we don't know. Are we good with that, right? Like, we keep this to... Basketball, college and pro, football, college and pro, and major league baseball. Okay. The three the are three major are, are you good with that? Yep. Okay. I, I this this is gonna be tough. You can only choose four. Yeah, that it does make it tougher because 
obviously um, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers from 1980 to 1996. Uh, that would have been the guy who was, who was coaching Gretzky back then. Yeah. yeah. When Gretzky was with Edmonton. Makes yeah. sense. So he obviously would be on there. Um, I, didn't, I didn't say his name because I don't know it. Because <laughs> it's made up. I made that up. But um, yeah. He also did, probably didn't coach from 88 to 96. It seems like a long time for a head coach in, in hockey. Um, but no, so like we all know your basketball bias, right? Mm-hmm. So are you able to put Popovich above uh, a, you know, you can put him above a lot of NBA coaches, but can you put him above some of the greatest ever college or NFL or baseball coaches of all time? This is, I, this, this intrigued me when I, I, I thought about this driving on Tuesday after the national championship. So actually we had one ready. Good call. That's a great one. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. You're right. It's going to be really hard. Cause that's, I just think a, it's, I, it's going to be hard for me. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me. We have so many to choose from because college and pro. It's going to be hard to I mean, see. Maybe this isn't a good one because it's going to be so hard to compare cross sports. It doesn't matter. It's our Mount Rushmore. We'll do what we want with it. Yep. All right. So there you go. We've got uh, we've got the stand up slash Mark Norman for the comedy special. We've got um, Mount Rushmore of greatest coaches of all time. And we had, you know, one of our favorite guests that we have on this show. Andre Edwards is is the best. We say it every time. We'll have him on here again shortly because whether the Bengals win or lose, there's only a few weeks left in the NFL season. And I'd love to have another conversation with him after a Super Bowl victory, hopefully. But if it's after a playoff loss, then it's after a playoff loss. I'll tell you, if they, if they, beat the Raiders, and then even if they lose the next game, we have two playoff games to talk about. How cool is that? That's awesome. They got to beat the Raiders first. Let's go. Come on. Good day nation. Beat them Vegas Raiders. So weird to say Vegas, but it is what it is. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to turn your headlights on.